Well, hello there and welcome back to the latest edition of Three Dog Thursday from BetUS TV. We are ready to talk underdogs. Have no fear. We've got underdogs here in college football and the NFL. I am merely TJ Reeves. The handicappers are back. Brad Thomas back for a fourth consecutive show. He survives yet again. We had to say goodbye to Parker Fleming, who had a great run, but did not come up with at least two underdogs. So we say hello to Brian Edwards, who's back aboard. Boys, good to be with both of you. Brad, how you feeling after three straight weeks of succeeding and staying on the show? You know, I feel like this has changed the way that I've started to handicap. Uh, the <laughs> underdogs are barking this year, so it's been pretty great. Yeah, no doubt. Brian, good to have you back. We had you early in the year. I said, we got to get my man, Vegas B. Edwards, back on the show. And you are really frothing right now with some college football underdogs and ready to go here on Three Dog Thursday. How you feeling? Good, good. I've, I'm, I'm having a really, really good NFL season. I'm off to a 6-0 and start in the NBA, but it's been the struggle bus for me in college all year until last weekend when I, uh, I went 6-3. and So uh, hopefully I've righted the ship in college. At just the right time, he's getting hot. We love that. We'll get to the underdog selections in a couple of moments. couple of housekeeping things. First of all, thank you for finding us. Hit the like button. Hit the bell. Make sure you're subscribing on BetUS TV as more and more of you are finding us for Three Dog Thursday because we're doing a good job of giving you underdog selections. In fact, we had five more correct last week on the show. You want to be part of it? You want to do so without having to be prompted or reminded? Just find us by hitting the like button or hitting the subscribe down below. Uh, that is the easiest way for you to know about Three Dog Thursday and BetUS TV and the BetUS channel. We also have merchandise. We've got shirts. We've got sweatshirts. We've got mugs in the merchandise store. So you've got an opportunity to buy some merchandise, but you've also got a chance to win some merchandise. If you are the first person in the comments down below to get all three underdogs correct, then you've got a chance to pick out a shirt, a sweatshirt, a mug, whatever you like, out of our Three Dog Thursday merchandise store. So again, you can go to betus.com slash three dog Thursday. You can see the merchandise store. You can also see it through a link in the description down below here. You've got a chance to win. So make your comments, make your underdog picks, whether it is all college, whether it is all NFL, some combination of three, the first one of you that comes up with three underdogs down below gets the chance to get the shirt, the sweatshirt, the mug, whatever you like by making those picks. So pick along with us. Participate. We're interactive here on Three Dog Thursday. One more housekeeping thing before we get to the underdogs, and that is you've still got a chance to get a 200% match bonus through BetUS on crypto with our promo code. Go to BetUS.com, and for first-time users, first-time signups, use our promo code 3DOG200. You get a 200% match on crypto up to $2,500. That's a ton to gamble with if you want. Get a 200% match. Our code is 3DOG200. And by the way, if you've already signed up, they've got another offer. We've got a $50 free play right now with another promo code. So if you're an existing user, use BetUSTV50. And right now there's a free $50 free play for you to take advantage of. Just put that promo code in, BetUSTV50, if you're already signed up. I think I'm good with the housekeeping. Let's get to what the peeps are here to watch and see, and that's underdog handicapping in college football in the NFL. Let us begin. After a week last week where I went 2-0 in college, thank you, Oklahoma State. Thank you, East Carolina. Brad Thomas, you were a witness in the congregation. Did I not say get rowdy at the dowdy with East Carolina? I know that's your UCF Golden Knights, but I love the spot last week. 
week. So you can verify I hit a couple of college doggies last week real quick. Yeah, you absolutely did. And man, they were beautiful. I'm pretty sure both your dogs won outright. If I'm That's correct. Correctly. That's yeah, correct. That was great. And Brad, also successful with a college dog and also in the NFL. That's why he's back on the show. Let's get to it. Right away in college football, and I'm going to go to an ACC underdog. And this one will be in the Carrier Dome with Syracuse hosting Notre Dame. The Irish off a win over UNLV. Uh, Notre Dame has already proven themselves a couple of times away from South Bend, having won early in the year at North Carolina as an underdog, having covered and won as the favorite against BYU. This is more of a play, guys, to me, against Syracuse. I think they're about to go through a rough stretch. Yes, they were beating Clemson for a lot of the game, uh, but DJ Uagalele was not good, got benched in that game. They had some turnovers, and then Clemson still came back and won the game, even though Syracuse covered. Uh, Brad was all over, I believe, the Syracuse cover last week. But I'm not backing Syracuse as much here with the stretch they're about to be on because they still not only have to play Notre Dame, they got to play Florida State, they got to play Pitt, and then they got to finish up at Wake Forest in a five game stretch. I like the Irish in this spot with Drew Pine at quarterback. Uh, with, with the ability to make plays, Isaiah Fowski, the big defensive end, had a couple of uh, block kicks in the game last week. I think Notre Dame wins this game outright in the Carrier Dome. I'm not believing in the Qs. Give me the Fighting Irish. Brian Edwards, any thought? I know you don't have a play on this game. Any thought on Notre Dame in there in the ACC, or do you want to move on? Well, um, I'll just say that I thought that uh, Syracuse got hosed by the officials in the fourth quarter. Um, I'll just say that. That's just straight-up fact. Uh, there were like four egregious calls, and one was a non-call. Um, it was a ticky-tack, a late hit when uh, Syracuse had a third-down stop uh, comfortably ahead. Um, and that ticky-tack flag gave um, Clemson a first down, and then a couple plays later, they got a ticky-tack pass interference call. And if you look at Cade Klubinick's stats, he did, and this is, I'm not trying to uh, dish your Notre Dame pick. I'm just saying. And then in the next possession for Syracuse, um, Schrader got really hit, like a bad rough in the passer and late hit, and they didn't call that. But I'm not, I'm not dissing your uh, Notre Dame pick. I, I'm just saying. Clemson was fortunate last week. They were very fortunate to win the game. And I know, uh, Brad, you were all over the Qs who were winning for a lot of that game uh, last week. And uh, they've got the good running back. uh, It's Sean Tucker, right, if I have the name correct, who's run it well. You want to steer me off of this? Here's the the Qs back home. Don't call it the Carrier Dome anymore, whatever the new sponsor name is after 40 years of calling it the (laughs) Carrier Dome. Uh, But I I just I like Notre Dame on the road uh, here. I didn't go to Notre Dame. I just like Notre Dame. I think it's interesting. It's the Carrier Dome to me. It should be always the same name forever. But Syracuse is weird. This is a weird line. You'd think Syracuse, I think it opened up as Syracuse is a one-point favorite. Yet, you know, this is Syracuse team that that had Clemson on the rope. Syracuse team who only has one loss. Why is it just a one-point spread? It seems really fishy to me. Um, They're going to have to do a better job of getting the ball in Tucker's hands. He only ran the ball five times. I think the physicality edge does go to Notre Dame. For me, this is a grudge match. Anytime you're getting points in a grudge match, I always like to look at the underdog. If this line goes to plus three, I think it's an automatic play for Notre Dame. I don't think Syracuse wins this in a blowout. And the last point I'll make about this game is they could be in free fall. You know, things are always going great when you're winning games. What are you going to do when you're facing adversity? Now, this is the first adversity they faced all season. Now they have to bounce back, reposition for a strong charge. And I'm not sure they can do that. 
It's, it's something we're going to talk about with an NFL pick involving the Buccaneers here in a little bit. Stand by. There's a little tease on facing adversity and what do you do. Nonetheless, I like the Irish here against Syracuse. Round one, underdog number one. Let's go to underdog number two. I'm coming right back to Brad Thomas, who uh, was right here when I took those Oklahoma State Cowboys, the Pokes, against Texas last week. You are going right back to them as a road dog, a short road dog here in the Big 12. Tell me more. Yeah, I wish I would have had this price a little bit earlier, you know, when it opened in OK, OK State was somewhere around plus three. But this is actually a better matchup for them than against Texas. We talked about the problem last week for Oklahoma State is defensively, if they're not getting pressure on the quarterback, it's the second level where they really get torched. Well, Kansas State, you know, their weakness is definitely their pass protection. So I think Oklahoma State will be able to get a little pressure on the quarterback. And really what's important about this game is they'll be able to move the ball, running the ball. We watched Kansas State get destroyed by Kendra Miller of TCU. I expect the same thing from Dominic Richardson to be able to run the ball. And most importantly, Adrian Martinez is banged up. We don't even know if he's going to play. I spent the last 20 minutes watching uh, Will Howard uh, highlights. I had to kind of figure out from 2020, how's this Will Howard guy going to check out? I'm I'm liking Oklahoma State here with or with Martinez because without Martinez, it's going to be a big adjustment for them. And with Martinez, he's playing on probably up 50 to 60 percent. And obviously, Martinez was big in the upset, Brian, as you know, of Oklahoma. They also beat Texas Tech uh, as well. But uh, we shall see here in a matchup in the Little Apple in Manhattan. Brian, do you have any quick thought or do you want to move on to your underdog here in just a second? Any thought? Yeah, I agree with Brad. I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. I was kind of just wanting to get some more information on Martinez and not just Martinez. You know, Howard's banged up, too. He's listed as questionable and, and perhaps or not more important than Martinez, but maybe as important as Deuce Vaughn's listed as questionable. So um, obviously Vaughn and um, Martinez are two best players on that offense. And Howard has gotten a lot of playing time through the years because Skylar Thompson was, you know, ran a lot and was in and out. So he started, you know, uh, I don't know exactly how many, I'd say I probably guessed five or six in his career, but he hasn't really been very good. He was good in the first half last week, not so much in the second half. So I I agree with Brad. I'm probably going to be on the Cowboys Two, I'm just kind of waiting to see some more injury intel. Yeah, will that number go down even more right now for Three Dog Thursday purposes? This is all we care about. Brad Thomas says, give me the pokes. Two weeks in a row, they're a play on the show. Underdog number three is a Thursday game. It goes to Brian Edwards. It's in the Pac-12, and it's Wazoo Wazoo going against a Utah team that when last we saw them pulled the upset with the late two-point conversion over USC, 43-42. to What a wild game that was. Now they have to go to the Palouse. Brian, why do you like the Cougars in this spot getting seven points on Three Dog Thursday, sir? Well, they've been excellent at home this year. They're 3-1 and one both straight up and against the spread. And the lone outright loss was when, you know, they blew a 12-point lead in the last four minutes uh, to Oregon. And then the only – they did still cover that game. The only non-cover was when they were laying uh, 28 uh, into an FCS team in the uh, season opener. And Utah has struggled mightily uh, on the road. Uh, the last two years. In fact, they're an abysmal two and six against the spread with five outright losses in their last eight games as road favorites, counting, you know, this year uh, and last. This year, one and two, both straight up and against the spread on the road, losing outright uh, at Florida and at UCLA. So I will go with Wazoo catching the seven. 
interesting night games, whether it's Washington State, Oregon State, uh, especially in a standalone situation like this on a Thursday night, always seems to be demons. It's around Halloween. Will it be trick-or-treat here for Kyle Winningham and Utah? Brad, do you have any thought before we move on here on this Pac-12 game? Yeah, I do. I actually thought the fair price for that was about seven. Um, That was going to be one of my plays, especially because how well Washington State plays at home. For me, I just didn't want to get in a situation where I was pushing and really needing to win my last two games to remain on the show. There we go. Play the best ones on Three Dog Thursday. That's what the handicappers are trying to do. Get at least two correct. Come back from next or for next week's show. Survival betting here as part of Three Dog Thursday. That concludes round one. Let's get into round number two. Again, these could be any combination of college or NFL, all of one or all of the other. We're going to stick with college football. And moving on into round number two, I'm going to go to the SEC, and I'm looking for a look-ahead spot for the Tennessee Volunteers. They have been rolling. The upset, obviously, of Alabama. They had a little bit of an issue in the first quarter with Tennessee Martin last week, but then destroyed them, scored 60 points and destroyed them. They now have Kentucky at home before they go to Georgia and play. I think this is a classic look ahead with a Kentucky team that is motivated because they've only won one game in the series in the last 13 tries. That's too many points right there. I've come out a couple of games by saying on Three Dog Thursday in recent weeks, too many points in college. 12 and a half, too many for a Kentucky team that has already covered a couple of lines this year at Florida. Sorry, Brian Edwards. With a win as an underdog. Also covered at Ole Miss in a loss on the road. I just like them to keep it close. I don't know that they're going to win. They can run it with Steven Rodriguez, but the fact they've already demonstrated to me they can they can cover on the road in the SEC, I'm saying go Cats here. I'm going Kentucky Wildcats against Tennessee. Brian, any thought here about the look ahead for the Vols maybe uh, against Georgia with that looming next week? Uh I don't know. I think I think it's too big of a game for them to be looking ahead. But I I um I don't disagree with the play on Kentucky. In fact, um I'm I'm mad at myself when I didn't get it when it was at 14 there for a cup of coffee earlier in the week. Um, like you said, they've uh, they're, they've covered in both uh, road dog spots uh, this season, and um, they won outright in blowout fashion in a road dog spot at Louisville in the regular season finale. Uh, last year, so um, yeah, I, I think Chris, you know Tennessee's defense can be had. Now I'm not looking, I'm not in a hurry to go against Hendon Hooker, and he does get Tillman back. Yeah, uh, Tennessee's yep. defense can be had. I think Rodriguez and Levis will make plays, and um, I, I agree with you on that side. I don't know that I'm going to play it at 12 and a half. If it were to move back to 14, uh, I would pull the trigger. Interesting, uh, Brad. Just one more thought here on this: uh, that Kentucky's off the bye week. Kentucky has had time yeah, to load up spot. after the Mississippi State win. Brad, any thought here on the favorable <laughs> spot off the bye week? <laughs> All I'm gonna say is Tennessee is gonna be in those sweet black uniforms. I think Hypo is gonna have his guys gassed up, but could be a lot of points with a look ahead. All right, we'll find out. I just need Kentucky to hang in there. Let's move on on Three Dog Thursday in round number two, and we're about to see some agreement. Brad is going to go first. You're up, but Brian's cheering you on as you talk. Go ahead with your next underdog. I was saying if this line ever got to 21 and a half points, I was going to take the Florida Gators. It's at 23. I'm taking the Gators plus 23 against Georgia. It looks a lot of people are going to automatically assume who don't know college football that well that this is going to be at Georgia because Georgia is going to be listed as the home team. No, it is in Jacksonville, the world's largest cocktail party. If you haven't gone, if you haven't tailgated, you absolutely should go. For me, 
this Florida team leads the SEC in rush yards per attempt. All they have to do is stick to their guns. Uh, Richardson so far this season has shown that in the big moments, he can be relied on if he does what he does best. And where Georgia can really be attacked is in that middle of their defense. That's pretty much where Anthony Richardson lives, picking up those four and five yard gains. It's going to be very important against this Georgia team. The last time these two teams met when Georgia had that phenomenal offense, phenomenal defense last year, it was something like 34 to seven. I think this is an opportunity for Florida to really show that they hold their own in this rivalry. Could be one of the last times we get this rivalry in Jacksonville at a neutral field game. So if you guys are not watching, tune in because it's always popcorn when these two teams play. (laughs) And by the way, what he's referring to is there's been a lot of talk, Brian Edwards, as I bring you in, they may move the game back to campus sites. Gainesville, Athens might rotate it to Atlanta, might rotate it around with Jacksonville. You were big on this. I mean, I knew before I even talked to you when I saw that line, Edwards, who's a Gator, he bleeds orange and blue. Edwards is going to be all over Florida. Give me some more stats on why they have not been this big of an underdog in the Georgia game, maybe ever, right? Correct. Uh, Mark Lawrence's database goes back to 1980, and in that four-plus decades uh, time frame, Georgia, had the largest uh or richest uh, favorite role was last year, minus 14. Florida actually out-yarded Georgia in that game last year. They did lose 34-7, uh, to 7, like uh, Brad noted. But um, it was a three-zip game, and Florida had uh, uh, failed on a fourth down uh, pretty fairly deep in Georgia territory. They had missed a, a, a very makeable uh, field goal, and then they had committed three turnovers in the span of like five or six plays deep in its own territory, and it went from three zip to 24 nothing before halftime, and then it was just game, uh, set, match. But in ever since 1989, uh, Georgia's only beaten Florida uh, by more than 22 points, which is, you know, or 23 now is the spread. Um, they've only beaten them by more than 22 uh, twice since 1989. So, um, and, and, you know, Fl- Florida doesn't just hold their own in this rivalry. In fact, you know, it's kind of gone Georgia's way um, uh, for the last five, but Florida's actually owned this rivalry since 1990. Spurrier went 11-1 and in this rivalry. And, and Billy Napier, um, he struggled in a lot of ways this year. His clock and game management is not very good, but I already knew that going back to UL Lafayette. Um, and his play calling has not been very good. He's not running Richardson enough. And as Brad noted, I think they need to um, to run the ball more. And, uh, you know, Jalen Carter, the stud uh, in the middle of Georgia's defense is out. So that certainly doesn't help. Or I'm sorry, sorry it doesn't hurt uh, UF's cause. But if, if Billy Napier has done anything that's really good in his career and this year at Florida. It's been covering as an underdog in 18 games as a head coach. He's 14-3-1 against the spread as a dog with nine outright wins and two rolls like that this year, 2-0 and against the spread with one outright win, uh, the win um, over Utah in the opener, and then the five-point loss as a double-digit dog uh, at Tennessee. So I, I like the Gators uh, catching the big number. 
And if you were with us on Three Dog Thursday, back for that Tennessee game, I kept saying too many points. The back door had to be open for the Gators to score late, but it was too many points. So I'm kind of the same way with Kentucky in that instance. Both teams off the bye week, and both Brad and Brian say Florida plus the 23. So you've got, like in congressional terms with the election coming up, you got unanimous consent right here from the handicappers on plus 23 with Florida. It's just too many points, the guys think, against Georgia for that matchup. All right, so that concludes round number two here on Three Dog Thursday. One more round to go. Brad and I are going to go NFL. Brian's got one more college play. And in fact, Brad and I are in agreement as we start round number three. And we're not waiting for the weekend. Are we, Brad Thomas? No, we're we are going B U C C A N E E R S. Go Bucks. I am still sitting here on Three Dog Thursday, and I have no explanation as to what that was last week in Carolina. Again, and I see you shaking your head. Against a fired coach, uh, an interim coach in Steve Wilkes, against a third-string quarterback in P.J. Walker. No Baker Mayfield, no Sam Darnold, third-string quarterback. Christian McCaffrey traded three days before the game, and Carolina still hung with and put it on the Buccaneers as the game went on. The Bucs got more demoralized as the game went on and lost 21-3. So it makes perfect sense, doesn't it, on Three Dog Thursday, yeah. <laughs> that Brady and the Bucks come back home, and I like them in this spot. This is really must-win. Even though they won't say it, they know it's must-win right now at 3-4, and four, Thursday night against the Ravens. I think they will find a way. It's only the second time they've been a home underdog under Tom Brady. The other one was earlier this year against Kansas City. Uh, I know Lamar Jackson's talented, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. And and Baltimore's been vulnerable. Brad Thomas, pick it up from here because you're joining in with me on the Buccaneers to simply win this game and cover that point for Three Dog Thursday. Yeah, this is a great buy low spot for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One thing about the Ravens that a lot of people are going to fail to realize is they do not have good run defense. The thing that has been absolutely killing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has been their inability to run the ball. I do think the Buccaneers get a little bit of push against this Ravens front line, opening up the pass game a little bit more. And touching on the game last week, the tone was set from the second offensive play from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when Mike Evans dropped that wide open ball. It is hard to win division games on the road, regardless of the circumstance. Now they get to play at home under the bright lights. We get prime time, Tom. It's a game where I feel like if you want to bet the Bucks this season, this is the absolute best spot. It's been, what, since 2012? I mean, 2002, since Tom Brady has lost three straight games, especially That's the correct. third being at home. Yeah, I'm all over the Bucks this week. I expect a big game from Leonard Fournette. I expect a fun game from Mike Evans after he was just hobbling. He felt ineffective after dropping that pass. And again, Lamar Jackson's their best weapon. They've had some injuries at running back Baltimore. It's a shorter week for them to have to travel on the road here after they beat Cleveland last weekend. They're the road team. Buccaneers at home. And as Brad mentioned, Tom Brady has not lost in 20 years, three games in a row. Is that about to happen? He and I, Brad and I say, "Uh uh-uh, Buccaneers get back on track and we'll get to the four and four mark here before they get ready to play uh, the Rams. Okay, so there's an NFL underdog for you. Brian Edwards, you're going to conclude things in round number three, going back to college football and going to the MAC. We don't get the MAC all the time, the Mid-American Conference. But you love you some Eastern Michigan. Tell me more and this spot. Yeah, so Eastern Michigan in its last 46 games as an underdog, they are an incredible 34-11-1 against the spread. They won 52-49 over Toledo at the Glass Bowl last year as nine-point 
uh, road underdogs. But, you know, not only is Eastern Michigan's uh, underdog prowess a factor in this play, perhaps the bigger factor uh, for me is this injury uh, to star quarterback Daquan Finn for Toledo. Um, He has not practiced this week. I mean, obviously, you know, still somewhat, you know, or we don't know about his status yet, but it's very, very questionable whether he's going to play or not. He's thrown for 1,642 yards and 18-9 TDI&T ratio. He's run for a team-high 521 yards and eight touchdowns with a 6.1 yards per carry average. He took care of the ball better uh, last year. He had a 18-2 TDI&T ratio with nine um, rushing touchdowns. Toledo's also struggled on the road this year. They're 1-3, both straight mm. up and against the spread in four uh, road assignments this year. So uh, give me Chris Creighton's Eagles uh, plus seven uh, in this spot. And uh, did you not want my analysis on your bucks? Uh, uh, I, did you purpose- okay, so- I feel like you purposely skipped over that. <laughs> I will I will come back to you in a second. But again, this guy, I should say for the audience that's been part of the Three Dog Thursday podcast, go find the audio podcast wherever you get podcasts. Look under Three Dog Thursday, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. This guy has cashed over and over again on Eastern Michigan over the last two or three years. You're going right back to him. I love that about you out of the Mac. Isolate and, and find him and ride that. All right, so there we go with the three rounds. Uh, as we come back on the full screen here, we'll get to the best bets in a couple of moments. I don't want to short you. Are you thinking on Thursday night as we release Three Dog Thursday here that the Bucks are still in trouble? Or do you like the bounce back, Brian Edwards, that Brad Thomas and I both like on Three Dog Thursday? I was sort of just messing with you, but I will, I will throw this stat out there that Brady, um, he's only been a home dog five times since 2014. He's 5-0 and against the spread Woo. in all, all five. You know, if I don't end up taking the Bucks, it'll only be because they're in a first-place tie with my Falcons, and I'll be rooting <laughs> against them just for <laughs> dirty bird purposes. Um, like but, yeah, that. you know, I, 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 um, I, I hardly ever take road teams on the short week, you know, spot. But I, it's kind of hard for me to get behind Tampa right now the way um, that Tampa's been struggling. But, you know, my Falcons got routed last week, too. So um, The offense was not good. Brady, by the way, won both Thursday night games a year ago against Dallas at home and at Philadelphia, for whatever it's worth, with the Buccaneers. Again, that was Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown. Those guys are not there. Ryan Jensen, the center. Ali Marpet, the guard. Those guys aren't there anymore. We'll see what it looks like uh, for Thursday. couple of more moments here before we get to our – in fact, let's get to our best bets, and then we've got a couple of more moments. Let's show you what we are taking here before we are uh, out of here on this edition of the show. Again, by means of recap, Brad is going with a couple of college underdogs, including the Gators as a whopping underdog. Brian actually agrees with him on that. Brad also going with Oak State as the short underdog at Kansas State. Brian liking Eastern Michigan, as you just heard. He also likes Washington State in the Pac-12. I still love Notre Dame, more so than Kentucky, to win that game at Syracuse early Saturday. Kentucky is a night game, uh, by the way, for the matchup with Tennessee. And Brad and I are all over the Bucks on Thursday night. There's going to be some fireworks on Three Dog Thursday because Brad and I have the Buccaneers. Brian Edwards has the Washington State Husky um, Cougars, excuse me, against Utah in the Thursday night Pac-12 game. So a lot of fireworks, we think, already on Thursday. As we come back here before we're out of here in a moment or two, uh, interesting. Uh, Brian Edwards, right back to you for a thought. Uh, we Nobody went for Penn State. Penn State is getting like, what, 15, 15 and a half at home on the BetUS line against Ohio State. 
Everybody shied away. Brian, is this Ohio State rolling them in Happy Valley early Saturday? Uh, no opinion. Um, I made the line actually 12 and a half, so normally mm. I would probably pull the trigger on, on Penn State, but I did pull the trigger on them plus seven at Michigan, and their poor tackling uh, just frustrated me, and I, I, you know, I respect that Ohio State offense. Now, I think Sean Clifford and uh, those freshman running backs can – I think they can score on Ohio State, uh, but they couldn't tackle Blake Corum, so I, I worry that that uh, you know Ohio State's going to have a lot of offensive success. And you look at last week where Iowa got the early defensive touchdown, and then they couldn't stop them the rest of the game. And Ohio State scored forty plus points and covered the line. Brad Thomas, any any thought about that? About that line? I know you don't have an official play on it on the show here, but some are maybe thinking it's not enough because it's in state college. It's maybe not enough. Yeah, first of all, Penn State absolutely dropped the ball by not making this their whiteout game. The whiteout game, to me, making it whiteout is worth like two or three points alone. The atmosphere is just absolutely nuts. But uh, in four Big Ten uh, conference games so far, Ohio State's outscoring opponents 51-15, to only allowing four touchdowns in those games. One of those was a scoop and score, so that had nothing to do with the defense. Jim Knowles has made this team legit. There's no way that I'm going to be backing Penn State. This is an Ohio State bet for me or bust, which means I'm not betting it. I just don't see how Penn State, even with the two freshman running backs, keep the score level. They have to they have to score, and I don't think they'll score enough. Back to the NFL, just like when we thought when the before the season began. The Giants, the Seahawks, that may be the NFC game of the weekend with the Giants at six and one and Seattle surprisingly without Russell Wilson at four and three. Brian, I don't want to short you. I know you don't have an opinion here. Seattle, though, is a home favorite of three points. What has gotten into Geno Smith? Brian Edwards, he's playing great football, and this may be this is one of the games of the weekend. Giants and and Seahawks in the NFL. Interesting, if no play here. Yeah, um, Daniel Jones, his last eighteen as an underdog is fourteen and four against Hello. the spread. And I've been I've been on the Giants a lot. They were my biggest bet of the weekend last week at at the Jags. Um, I've been on the. I mean, I've been on the Giants pretty much every week. I did not have them against the Cowboys. I had them at Tennessee in the opener, and then I've had them the last two weeks. But um, man, Geno Smith looks great. I, I just don't know that I want to get in front of him. Uh, long trip, you know. They uh, Giants traveling for the second time in two weeks. So uh, right now, I think I, that's a, a hard pass for me. Brad Thomas, any thought? I know you were on the Seahawks. You've been on them a couple of times, especially at home. They're the favorite here. So for Three Dog Thursday purposes, I don't know that you're interested in the Giants. You don't have an official play. But again, 6-1. and one. Who had that with their talent level and Daniel Jones, yet here the Giants sit at 6-1? and one? The stat gurus are absolutely in shambles when you think about the Giants. On paper, they should no way be a 6-1 and one team. But I said this once. I think I said this uh, when they played against the, the Packers that the culture that Brian Dabble brought to this team is worth more in gold than these stats and metrics you want to talk about. Playing hard for your coach can make up for a lot of inefficiencies. Um, Seattle, their defense is really stout. So this, I think, is going to be a very tough test um, for the the G-men having to travel to Seattle as well. I would lean Seattle here, but it's hard to write off the NFC Offensive Player of the Week in Daniel Jones. So, no bet for me, but it's really tough spot to be in for for any better on either side. Yeah. TJ, can I throw another stat underdog Please. stat at you? Yeah. Um. So 
Aaron Rodgers, when he's been an underdog of three and a half or more in his career, he is 15 and 10 against the spread. And this is the largest underdog spot of his entire career at Buffalo. Now, that's not an endorsement of Green Bay by any means. I just saw it for underdog purposes. I would share that stat. And Brian, the interesting thing, and Brad knows this because he was all over the Giants in London when they were getting nine and a half, is now they're an 11 and a half point underdog on Sunday night with Aaron Rodgers. That's pretty amazing, considering they beat the Buccaneers to go two and one, and everybody thought maybe NFC champions. Now, if they lose this game, they're three and five in Buffalo on Sunday night. Let's see what happens there. All I know is my guys have done a great job. Lots of college football. They are together on the Gators over Georgia. Brad and I together on the Buccaneers Thursday night. We enjoyed it. Brian Edwards, thank you for being back here. Good luck with getting at least two right, because then you'll be back next week. I thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Enjoyed it. Brad Thomas, you've been here for four shows now. I hope to see you for a fifth show because that means you will have gotten at least two more right. Good luck. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me and everybody watching. Remember, trust your numbers, stick with your gut, and have fun betting. Uh, always love the inside of the handicappers. Thank you for finding us. Again, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe down below. Make your own underdog picks. Get three of them correct. The first one to do it in college and the NFL. And you go into the merchandise store to pick out a shirt, sweatshirt, mug, whatever you want from us here at Three Dog Thursday. For Brian Edwards, for Brad Thomas, for Alejandro, our entire crew at BetUS TV, I am merely TJ Reeves. Good luck with the doggies. Woof, woof on Three Dog Thursday.